I'm Pastor Dennis Liebig, the founding pastor of Messiah Lutheran Church, and uh, I've been asked to give you a little bit of insight in how Messiah got started. I was called as a missionary at large from the seminary and placed at Zion Lutheran Church. We recognized the need for a new church here in this area of St. Charles. It was called the Golden Triangle back then. As I was on staff at, past, at Zion Lutheran Church, uh, Pastor Harms was a great person and said to me uh, when we were thinking about starting a new church in this area that I could take as many people that would follow and wanted to have a mission-oriented church. And so uh, Zion was very, very helpful as a mother congregation to us. And we wound up bringing with us about 15 to 20 families when we started. We came out here, we were worshiping. Our first worship service was at the then the Knights of Columbus Hall, which is now Menino's. And that was in Cottleville. There was no downtown Cottleville. The only building there was the Knights of Columbus Hall and the Catholic Church. And there was a post office. We started Messiah and we always had that mission outreach mentality. We always wanted to reach out to anyone that would come to our church. When we started uh, worshiping at the Knights of Columbus Hall, the parking lot was so small that all the people that had been worshiping with us for a while, we let them park at the post office and they walked to the church so that the spots would be available. When we were building the church, we were getting the number of chairs that we needed and people would buy chairs for their families and friends so that they would invite them to fill those chairs. And we did get uh, many of our members, even their parents and their friends. What a great time that was too. So God has always blessed Messiah, uh, giving him the talent and people that they needed and people that were willing to share their gifts and talents. Always been a great thing. Education was always a main part of our foundation as well. We at Messiah always wanted to do something more on the outer edges of a blended service back then, and so we had other contemporary songs that we used and different types of liturgy that we had incorporated into our service. Always been blessed, and uh, we are thankful that God has uh, continued to be faithful, and he is the one that is always bringing people. I think as a mission planner and the founder of Messiah, I was just so thankful to see how the church has evolved. And I think of the passage, I believe it's in Ephesians, that says that, that God is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever think or even imagine. And I'll tell you what, he's done that here. Oh, nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, good morning, Messiah. Uh, good to be with you today. I'm very fired up today as we uh, begin a little series about Messiah, celebrating, as you know, 35 years of ministry. How about that? As mentioned, um, the series is called This Is Our Story, and I hope you don't mind, but I'd like to open up with a little bit about my story. I've been with you for a couple of decades now, and uh, here are the stats. Um, this is my 447th sermon. Yeah, that's right. And since we uh, used to worship even three or four times a weekend, this is roughly my 1,380th time to preach. I've had the honor of baptizing 475 of you. Uh, sadly, I've conducted 55 funerals, 
Yesterday, I officiated my 100th wedding, and over the years, I've had the pleasure of confirming 867 students. Last number there, that is a guesstimate, uh, a million mistakes. <laughs> and these numbers here, they, they both uh, amaze and amuse me. And here's why. Because I wasn't planning on being a pastor. I was a 31-year-old junior high teacher serving at a Lutheran school in Illinois. And I, I went to my pastor one day because I had a big idea about doing church differently. What I wanted to do was just start a little contemporary worship service, mostly for the teens who weren't attending our, really great, but our traditional worship services. And, and so this is before contemporary was contemporary and all that. And I went to see my pastor. I said, hey, pastor, how about you just let me uh, kind of just start a little contemporary worship service, you know, for the teens and, and that kind of thing. You know, we'll get some guitars, we'll maybe uh, some drums. And it wouldn't be so formal, but it would definitely be about Jesus. And my pastor, he took that all in. He said, oh, okay, that's not a bad idea. Um, but first, why don't you go to the seminary? Just for a couple of years, and you get trained and ordained, and then you can come back here, have your classroom job back, and you can teach and coach basketball, and you can also do the worship thing, you know, if you want, in the gym on Sundays. Okay, that was the plan. And so Mary and I, we sold our house, we packed up our kids and our stuff, and we moved to St. Louis. But just about as soon as I started hitting the books, that plan fell apart. No, it was nobody's fault, but I was completely devastated. I didn't want to be a pastor. I mean, I like pastors. I got a lot of respect for pastors, but I just didn't see myself as one of them. And so there I was at the seminary. What am I doing here? All because of some crazy idea about doing contemporary worship in a gym. And that's why it really amazes me and amuses me uh, that I'm here. I mean, God could have called me anywhere, but he, he sent me here to Messiah Lutheran and St. Charles Moe, and 22 years later, here we are together, worshiping in a contemporary style. It's different from most Lutheran churches, and what do you know? We're in a gym. <laughs> Actually, I call it a church asium. That's how I refer to this place. But it's good to be here. It really is. But like I said, I'm, I'm surprised as any. Uh, I thought maybe I'd do it for a year or two, maybe three. In all those first three years, I, I tried to quit several times. And God bless uh, Pastor Schultz for ignoring those resignations. But the fact was, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know where I was going. But God is faithful. And God is good. So personally, it, it, it has been a joy. Not easy, <laughs> hardly ever easy, but I will say it has been a joy. I love it. I love being part of our church. I love our ministry. I'm so thankful. Thank you, church. Thank you for just allowing me the privilege and putting up with me for 22 years and loving me and blessing my family along the way. Great place to raise my kids. I can never thank you enough for what you've done for us. I love you. I love 
our church. And I've been with you for a long time, but sometimes I'll admit, I still wonder where this whole thing's going. And that's okay. After all, we walk by faith. Now, there are so many places and parts of the Bible, passages in the Bible that I just love, and I always say, oh, this is my favorite, this is my favorite, this is my favorite. But the one I want to share with you today, really, it's my favorite, uh, because it, it, it's a special one that has given me a just great amount of comfort and encouragement throughout the years. It's from that beautiful faith chapter in Hebrews 11. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. And then the author talks about some of the heroes of the faith, Abel and Enoch and Noah. And then you keep reading, we get to Abraham. By faith, Abraham, when called to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, he obeyed and he went. Here it comes. Even though he did not know where he was going. I love that. That always makes me smile. He obeyed and he went even though he did not know where he was going. And that's faith for you. And that's what we've been doing for these past 35 years. It's faith. It's faith that has carried us. It's faith that has sustained us. And it's faith that will lead us into the future. God is faithful and he will do it. We will walk, are walking, and have walked by faith. By faith, Zion, Lutheran, and Harvester, just up the road, had a big, crazy idea. Eventually started school, but get a church going, but, but do it differently than we do it. That way, people are going to have different options of Lutheran ministry in St. Charles. And, and so a group of 65 faith walkers called Dennis Liebig to be their pastor, and they form Messiah Lutheran, a mission plant. And I always like to think of that as chapter one of our story. Now, this little church uh, didn't have a church building, and as mentioned, they worshiped at the Knights of Columbus Hall in Cottleville, humble beginnings. But they told their friends, and they told their neighbors, and that little church grew in number. And they outgrew that space and then moved into Francis Hall Middle School next door on Sunday mornings. And then in 1993, Messiah purchased the land and constructed just one building. That's the room in which we now sit. As an aside, I'd, I'd like to say, God bless Joe, Joe Alba, who is in fact blessed because he's in heaven. But the original building plan, as I understand it, for Messiah was this cute little A-frame structure. Nice, but way too small. And so Joe, I guess, made the appeal that we got to go big. We got to go big as we can afford. Uh, we got to have room enough for all the people who aren't here yet. And that's the heart of Messiah. That's walking by faith, and that's exactly what they did. And Messiah continued to grow and, and reach out, and the word got out, and they grew, and they grew, and they grew, so much so that they needed another pastor. Enter Paul Schultz, and the page was turn to chapter two. Now, Paul is not only a dear friend of mine, he's also an exceptional pastor. Under his leadership, Messiah continued to grow both in buildings and programs and staff and ministries, including our very own Messiah Lutheran School, Go Lions, and that's where I kind of come on the scene. And along the way, pastors have 
moved on. People have come. People have gone. I've had plenty of success, good number of failures, lots of trials, lots of errors, a recession or two, actually, and of course, thrown a global pandemic. But God has been faithful. God has been good through it all. He has blessed us tremendously throughout the years. And, and so many of you have given your time, given your time, volunteered, your resources. That's just amazing. Thank you for your faithfulness. And so I also uh, really want to take just a moment to thank our staff because uh, we don't do this alone. We are very blessed here. I really believe our church staff's an all-star team and tremendously talented, tremendously dedicated in our school. Our principal, Joni Smith, and that team, teachers, they work so well, so hard in so many ways, all working together for one purpose, and that's for the sake of the gospel. And I could just go on and on and on and on about him. But God is good, and you know, he knows what he's doing. It was so wonderful of him to send us Pastor Jim just a few years ago. Perfect timing for chapter 3. I, I thank God for Pastor Jim. I tell him, but probably not enough, that he is leading us in such a great direction. I think it's back to the future is what it is. It's the heart of Messiah. It's that mission focus for others who aren't here yet. Messiah has always had that, just kind of built in its DNA. And Pastor Mueller is really calling that out of us, the mission, the mission, the mission, the mission, the mission. It's about the mission, which is Christ's mission which is go and make disciples. And we must always do that, the mission. But we can't do it the same way that we've always done it. The mission stays the same, but our methods, they adapt and they change. They have throughout the years. And I think that's what I love best about Messiah. I really take delight in that as our church. I, I just do. I, I like that we try. I like that we risk. Now we'll do a new thing. We'll try whatever it takes so that people are connected to Jesus. That's the mission. That's the ministry. That's the heart of Messiah. You see, we believe that God is not dead, and that the Holy Spirit is very much alive. He is moving, he is active. And if you want to reach new, then we always got to be comfortable getting uncomfortable because it's people over our preferences. And so everything's on the table except the gospel. God's word never changes. God's word endures. Now, just last year, we launched a kind of a get-after-it mentality, which is for St. Charles, meaning this, that we are a church where um, life is better connected and where found people find people and saved people serve people. Messiah is a place where faith and real life intersect. And then my personal favorite, where the faith of the next generation matters now. That's beautiful. That is wonderful. 
And that's in the style of St. Paul who said, and I'm going to paraphrase 1 Corinthians here, but he said, I'm going to do anything short of sinning so that I may win some. Oh, that's beautiful. That's the heart of Messiah. I'll do whatever it takes short of sinning so that we may win some. I love what we're doing here. And let me add this. We're a Lutheran church. We're Lutheran Christians. But in my opinion, in my opinion, we're not just Lutheran. I think we're exceptionally Lutheran. I really do. I mean it. Because if you really know Luther, which I think I do, he was all about doing new and doing different in order that people who weren't getting the gospel could get the gospel. <laughs> in other words, he did whatever it took so that people could connect to Jesus. That was the point. That's the heart of Messiah. But here's the thing, and this is big. It's not about us. Oh, we have much to celebrate. Uh, more numbers for you, of course. This is uh, not just about numbers, but numbers are important, okay? Here's why. Because they represent people. They represent what God is accomplishing. Now, here's a number that's not on the screen. It's uh, number 99. As in Messiah Lutheran is in the 99th percentile of our church body. Or flip it around in terms of numbers like uh, attendance, worship attendance, and, and membership. Messiah, believe it or not, is in the top 1% of all churches in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Now, that is not a brag on us. It is a brag on God's blessings. So here's the stats. 1,721 active members. Praise God. 196 people in community group. Awesome. Last year we had 33 baptisms, so. 121 first-time attenders on Sunday. New people is coming in. Keep spreading the word. Keep inviting your friends, your neighbors, your enemies too, whatever. Keep it up. 348 students enrolled in our school. Praise God for that. 247 volunteers in our ministry. And we could use some more, fill the gap. Oh, thank God for you. Thank you. I love what he's doing through you. 106 kids enrolled in Messiah Kids. 72 junior high kids come for midweek confirmation on Wednesday nights. Our high schoolers are engaged and, and showing up, and God has blessed us, and, and we're getting the word out digitally. Hi, Mom. Praise God. He is faithful. He is good. And that's reason to celebrate. We celebrate the past, the present, and whatever the future may bring. Keep walking by faith. Now, let's get to some questions. All right. First question, are we all that? Answer, no. We are not all that. Jesus is all that. Question, are we the perfect church? Answer, not even close. There is no such thing. Messiah is a group of a bunch of sinners led by a bunch of sinners. Question, will we need to work harder, risk more, give more, serve more, 
You know the answer. Yes, 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 and yes. The harvest is plentiful. They're out there. The harvest is plentiful. We live in a challenging time. But God is good and God is faithful. It's a great time to be the church. Question, has our church messed things up? Answer, yes. Yeah. Follow up, will our church continue to mess things up? Answer, yeah, but not on purpose. Last question. Is our church beautiful? <laughs> oh, a thousand percent, yes. Yes. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because Jesus is beautiful. That's why we exist. We walk by faith following a beautiful Savior. What a privilege and an honor it is to be church. That's what we do. We follow Jesus and he is beautiful. You just look at him and that's what we do. Week after week after week for 35 years, 1,820 Sundays strong by faith. We look to Jesus. I love him. Everything about Jesus is beautiful. His life, his miracles, his grace, his teaching, his death, then certainly his resurrection, all of it, all of him is so beautiful. Jesus is what makes us beautiful. Jesus is who we follow. Jesus is who we worship. Jesus is who we share. May I share something with you? Say yes. Thank you. It's a music video of sorts. It's an oldie, it's a throwback, it's a goodie. Uh, a little long, so we definitely edited it down, um, but it's beautiful, and I'll explain later.
it gets me every time because um, that's the church. Well, that could be the church, right? I know, on one hand, it's kind of it's goofy, but it's beautiful. A food court and a mall, Arby's, <laughs> transformed into something beautiful and glorious and wonderful. That's Handel's Messiah that they're singing, the King of Kings and the Lord of the Lords. Jesus is the song that we sing. Although sometimes, most of the time, we do it with guitars and drums. Same song. Jesus is at the center of it. That's our church. It's sacred in the midst of the mundane. It's Jesus in a gym. It's surprising, and it's beautiful. It's the Messiah, and it's exactly what St. Charles needs. All right, I'm gonna wrap it up with uh, something a pastor and author, Brian Zond, wrote in reference to that video, that hallelujah chorus in the mall. He said, this is a wonderful metaphor for how the church should position itself in the world. Instead of protesters shaking our fists at a secular culture, we should be joyful singers transforming the secular with the sacred. Instead of alienated separatists sequestered in Christian enclaves, we are to transform malls and food courts into cathedrals with our beautiful song. If the church of the 21st century will lay down its anger and its frustration and instead joyfully sing the melody of Christ in the malls of meaninglessness, we can perhaps once again astonish a weary world with the beauty of the gospel. I like that. That's the heart of Messiah. Let's keep doing that and be that. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, Pastor Jim.